Welcome to the Community Church Podcast, your place to belong. Thanks for taking the time to tune into this week's message. I hope that it blesses and encourages you. This morning, we've... um... We've had a great Christmas season. I trust that this year is kind of a bit of a different year. It's everyone's a little slower getting back into things. Just where Christmas fell in the calendar and and school going back last week, and uh, we had a great Christmas season. Uh, Carla and I went away on a little bit of holidays and just had a great time together with the kids and and got back. And then this week I was doing some coaching at a pastors conference, so I really felt like I was gone and I just kind of got back into things uh, on Thursday this week. And so you know what it's like when you've been gone for a little bit and you, you got whoo, lots to catch up on when you get back, but but so good just to be renewed and refreshed. One of the things I love about a new year is I love kind of turning the calendar and, and it's kind of a season of like fresh plans and like uh, where people, you know, people make resolutions, but it's also more than just even just like New Year's resolutions, but actually just set an agenda to set a plan over your life for the coming year and say, okay, God, what do you have for my life? As was mentioned, we went away to Florida, just had a great time with the kids over Christmas uh, break. And, and so uh, as we were preparing, the kids kind of knew this was coming. This is a big Christmas present kind of for them to go away. And, and so on Christmas Eve, we, we had a busy week that week and we finished all the services here and we were going home and Carla said, oh, there's this funny noise in the car the last few days. And so as I listened for it on the way home, I'm like, oh, that's the brakes. You know, it was like scraping. And you're like, oh, that's not good. And so it put the holiday a little bit in jeopardy because we were driving down. But then on Boxing Day, I was able to go out and get a Boxing Day deal and got the brakes installed, put them on. And the kids were like, we can go again. And, and so we get in the car. And the first thing, you know, as we start to head out, we have a moment to pray. And then I set my GPS. And so we write in there on the, we just use my phone. And, and so Grand Bahama Boulevard in Florida. And, and it comes up 19 hours and 56 minutes. We will be there. And I, you look at that and I'm like, I can beat that time. You know what I mean? And, and so I, I, it's bad because it sets it as kind of a goal over your life. You know what I mean? But it's amazing as you go and it's telling you every you know direction to go and and we took a a unique path you know the thing about google maps sometimes it takes you on and every once in a while there'll be traffic and it'll say oh rerouting you and and it'll take you around the traffic and you go through on this on this journey uh through you know as we set out on our plan and on our trip it's different than just saying, you know what, I hope we arrive in Florida. Could you imagine as a dad if I got in the car with the kids all bundled up, ready to go, filled it up and said, okay, I hope that we get to Florida. I'm just gonna take whatever road feels right and I'm just gonna, I'm gonna roll with that and, and we hope the destination is Florida, but we'll just kind of, you know, we'll see what ends up. See, desire doesn't determine your destination. Your direction determines your destination. And where I set the car to go and the direction that I set, it doesn't matter how much I desire to get there. It's actually when I put the direction in place and say, okay, we are going to go there that we end up there. Some of your lives, 
you've been hoping 2017 is a great year. You're starting out and you say, I'm just going to do whatever feels right at every moment, and I'm going to do whatever feels good. And your desire is there, but I want to tell you, your desire doesn't determine your destination. Your direction actually determines your destination. And what are you doing to plan out and say, okay, this is where God's calling me, and this is where I'm going to end up this year? Well, this morning we want to talk about plans for a great year, and not just a desire to have a great year, but actually a direction for a great year this year. And before we get into it, we always get you talking a little bit. We always get you connecting. And so here's what I want you to do. Just with those people around you, I want you to come up with, uh, according to the internet, which is always right, name the top 10 things that people say they plan for in their life. So out of 100 people surveyed, what was, or actually it's 1,000 and some people surveyed, what was the top 10 things people said, this is something that I plan for in my life, Go. We'll see how you did on our little quiz this morning. So top 10 things people plan for. Number 10, recreation. So, you know, plan your golf schedule. Some of you, like, that's a big deal. Hockey schedule, whoa, uh, Recreation. Uh, number nine, vehicle purchases. Maybe some of you have a plan over this year. You're like, we're gonna get a newer to us vehicle or maybe a brand new vehicle, uh, vehicle purchase. Number eight, your family or your kids. Some of you are like, whoa. Planning went off track with that a little bit, but notice, yeah, planning, having family or kids. Uh, number seven, your uh, party or plans. You know, you know, it's like, what's your plans? You know, you plan ahead to get together with others. Last night we planned to have a little dinner, so parties or plans like that. Uh, number six, your career. And so career planning. Number five, your marriage or your wedding. And so I was giving uh, Carlo and Maddie a hard time in one of the other sessions this morning that, uh, Carlo, you better get in gear and plan that out. Uh, Scott's planning on getting married this year. Marriage or wedding, number four, um, home improvements. So planning, uh, you know, am I gonna fix the roof this year or put new windows on or that kind of thing. Uh, number three, vacations. And so I love planning out a vacation, you know, already thinking about the next time. Uh, number two, education planning what you're going to do educationally. And number one uh, thing people plan is retirement and think through uh, retirement planning. Okay, Talia, how you did on our little quiz this morning? How many people got at least three? You got at least three. If you didn't get three, oh, you need to do some planning. Number, uh, how many people got at least four? Five, six, seven, eight, nine, eight. You guys, how many did you guys get? Give a hand to this table right here, super planners extraordinaire. And so we're talking about things people plan uh, for in life. Just before we look into God's word this morning, what's something that you're planning for in 2017? You'd say, you know what? This is something I want to see happen in 2017. Go ahead. Planning for this coming year. One of, um, one of the things that I value highly in my life is actually this time of year and usually in the fall, I kind of do a reset on that. But just have some God-given uh, goals and plans over my life to say, okay, God, what are you calling me to? And I don't know if you've ever read the book. It's, it's good. It's called Circle Maker. It's this idea of like praying around things in your life and constantly kind of revisiting that, circling around those things. And, and over my life, I like to, there's something about actually as you get them on paper and you begin to write some things down and say, okay, God, give me a word for my family this year. And what's some things, God, some direction over my, my household and my family and, and then some things over the church and some things over me personally. And you begin to write some of those down and you begin to say, okay, God, what's your plan for my life this year? It's amazing how when you open yourself up and as you give intentionality to that, God will drop things in your heart and God will put things in your life. And, and then some of them are challenging and, and require a little bit of courage and some of them require to submit and to say, okay, God, I'll hold back. 
What are some things that you're planning for in 2017? As we think about this, this morning I want to look at a passage of Scripture. And if you have your Bibles, you can turn to the book of Chronicles with me. And, and we pick this story up and just to kind of give you an overview of what's happening. So the people of Israel have said, you know what? We want a king. So there was a theocracy. In other words, they looked to God as ruler and king of their life. And they said, we want a physical king. We want somebody that we can look to. And so God said, I don't think that's a good idea. And they said, we want it. We don't care. And so God said, okay. And so they went about picking the king in the way that they thought best. So they picked whoever was the brightest, the strongest, the best, you know, leader, the most well-spoken. And so they came up with a guy by the name of Saul. And they said, he like checks all the boxes. If you had to pick a great leader of a country, you know, this week there's a, there's a new leader going to be south of us. Check all the boxes. I won't even go there. <laughs> so they checked all these boxes and they said, Saul, Saul is our man. And things were great for a little bit, but then they went way off course. And we pick this story up where the, the nation is fledgling, where things are difficult, where there's challenges. It's, it's not easy. In fact, the Philistines, a, a warring nation to the, to the net, like right beside them, have come in and ransacked all their towns. And they're, they're coming to their villages and they're, they're pillaging and destroying. It's destruction all around. And all of their aspirations, all of their, their, their excitement and their dreams, the goals have just been squashed. And we pick this story up where it's in such a sad state that, in fact, this guy Saul, who was the biggest, brightest, best, has got to the spot where he's suicidal. And Saul takes his own sword and falls on his own sword in this tragic moment. In fact, they cut his head off later, and this is kind of graphic, and they, they hung it in the temple of Dagoon, like an like idol worship, and they just said, here, this was your leader. And the nation's reeling and the nation's hurting and they're not knowing where to go. And they're like, how do we, how do we even get a hold of, and all the tribes of Israel, there's 12 tribes, they all start to kind of go in different directions. One tribe wants to keep on going with the line of Saul. That's what was normally done in that day and age. You know, you were succeeded by, you know, your heirs, which Saul had heirs alive, son alive. There was others that wanted to amalgamate with the Philistines and, and, and say, okay, let's just, let's just go with our enemy because we're defeated and just kind of tap, we're out. There was others, though, that had a different opinion. And we read this story about the men of Issachar. And to understand, they were like the, 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 the low on the... Uh, power level of the tribes. Like, no one talked about them. They weren't like the ones that were flashy or, you know, scripture doesn't even hardly, they hardly get mentioned. But I love here, they come to this place of Hebron of, of decision, and they come to the spot of decision where they have to make a plan. What are they going to do? And this is what it says about the men of Issachar. It's good. It says, and the children or the men of Issachar were men who had understanding. I love that. That there were men who had understanding, they had a perception. This word benaiah means to have insight or to act with prudence. It means to skillfully analyze what's needed and to make a plan to move forward. They had understanding of what was going on. They had benaiah. They had this understanding, this insight to act prudence, to separate something into its parts and to know 
which way to go. It says, there were men of who had understanding of the times, and they knew what Israel ought to do. And they decided to follow through with what God had. I just pray that that would be spoken over us as a people, that we would be a people that people would look at and say, hey, those people, they have understanding, and they know which way they ought to go, and then they have the courage to actually follow it. That they, they, they have an understanding, they have this benign, they have a sense of the times to strategically analyze what's needed and then say, okay, this is the way we need to go. That they had it, they understood what God was calling them to. Scripture talks a lot about planning. Book of Proverbs, uh, chapter six, it says, go to the ant, oh, you sluggard. I like this start. It says, go to the ant, look at the ant. And it says, consider her ways and be wise. Without having any chief or officer or ruler, she prepares her food in the summer and gathers her sustenance in the fall. You ever looked at an ant colony and how they work? It's remarkable, actually. They're known for, like, working and carrying more weight than even their body weight. But the fact that they plan and store away and look for the days ahead. God says, be like that. Plan for what's ahead. Proverbs 16, 9 says, in their hearts, human... Humans plan their course, but it's the Lord who establishes their steps. That God actually is saying, okay, this is the way you need to go. We need to tune into what God would have to say over our lives and say, okay, God, what would you have for me directionally? God, what would you have for me moving forward? God, what guidance would you have for my life? In the book of Psalms 20, verse 4, it says this, May he give you the desire of your heart and make your plan succeed. That the Lord would actually speak to us and say, you know what, he wants to do something in our hearts. And it, actually, when we get a hold of his plans for our lives, there's victory there. There's, there's growth there. Proverbs 21.5, I'm just giving you a few real quick. The plans of the diligent surely lead to abundance, but everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty. Now, this is speaking not just in the, in the financial sense, but it, 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 it also touches on that. In every arena of our lives, it says when you're hasty, relationship-wise, when you're hasty, guess what? There's going to be a deficit there. When you're hasty, when it comes to your physical and your health, guess what? There's going to be a deficit. When it comes to your financial, there's going to be a deficit. When you're hasty about these things, but when you plan, say, okay, I'm going to be diligent. I'm going to follow God, what, what you have for my life. There's an increase in those areas. There's blessing that comes. Proverbs 16.3 says, commit your work to the Lord and what? Your plans will be established. If we say, God, I, I don't have it all figured out, but God, I'm going to commit this to you. God says, listen, there's going to be blessing and there's going to be stability. There's going to be establishment over your life. I've met some Christians before who say, oh, Jay, that, like we just depend on God. We just walk in the spirit and we don't worry about planning anything. Now, I want to encourage you to walk in the Spirit and to be in step with His Spirit. But it's hard to steer a parked car. And God calls us and says, listen, over your life, you need to follow the plans. Listen to what Jesus, Jesus actually uses four, at least four different uh, parables to speak about the importance of planning. Listen to some of the parables Jesus put. He, he, he uses this one of the wise and the foolish builders. He said, there's a, one builder who builds on the sand, who doesn't give any forethought to the foundation. And when the rains come and the winds come, it's all destroyed. But the one who builds on the solid rock, there's stability. Plan ahead. Where are you putting your foundation for your life? 
There's another uh, story uh, that Jesus gives this, this parable, and he speaks about the builder counting the cost. He says, how foolish it would be for someone to start constructing a tower and get halfway through building the tower and then run out of cash. He said, no, 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 don't be like that. Plan ahead. In other words, as you invest into things and your effort into things, think through the end game as to what you want to do and what God's calling you to. There's another one in Luke 14 where there's a king planning for a battle. And it says, as the king plans for the battle, it says, don't be like a king who, who you know, goes into battle and has no chance of victory. In other words, pick your battles carefully. It says that king should go make peace if he has no chance of winning. In other words, pick your battles carefully. Plan ahead as to what things you're going to invest into and what things you're going to go after. There's also another one in Luke 16. It's kind of a unique one. It's about the unjust steward. It's this guy who's about to lose his job, and he says everything's in peril. And so he goes to his boss's creditors, and he, he works out these creative deals with all these creditors. And, and uh, the, the boss comes to him, and the boss is like, what did you just do? And he said, I just got creative. And the boss says, I love that you were planning here. I love that you were thinking through things. And he actually rewards him for that rather than take his job. See, I've met some people who say, well, I'm just going to sit here and wait. You know, if God wants me to have a job, he's going to bring someone to my door and they're going to shake me, you know, they're, they're going to shake my hand three times and say, wah, 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 and that I'll know. Then that, that's, that's to go in that path. And they wait for time and time and time. What's God calling you to plan ahead this year? How's God calling you to be like the men of Issachar who understood the times where they were living? They knew what they ought to do and then they walked in it. How do we enact the God-given plan over our lives for 2017? How do we say, okay, God, I want to experience your best. Your word says the diligent plan and they come actually to blessing. So God, I want to be that person. I want to have a great 2017. I want to be established. I want to see blessing over my life. How is that going to work out in my journey? A couple of things that I see from the scripture. My mom used to always say to me, Jay, I always thought it was my mom's quote when I was a kid, but later I learned it was, you know, Benjamin Franklin, but she used to always say, you know, those who planned, or those who failed to plan, plan to fail. Jay, do you have a plan? And I was like, oh, thanks, mom. You've probably heard that quote before. But if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. So what are you planning this year that you're saying, okay, God, what do you have over my life? God, what do you have? Uh, someone once said that in the planning process, you've already fought half the battle. And there's so much before you ever actually begin to walk down the plan, the wrestling through things. How do we have a plan over this year? Number one is we pray. If you want to have a great 2017, I love it says that these men of Issachar, they, they, they started at Hebron and the 200 of them gathered together and they sought God. See, I've found for my life, every great plan over my life has started in close times with the Lord. That when I just get alone and say, God, what do you have for my life? God, what, what do you have for our future? God, what do you have over our family? It was so good. We were away on holidays and just took some extended periods of time as a family and just began to seek the Lord. One of the things as kids, you know, we get our kids to do before we're driving anywhere. I said, okay, we're just going to give this holiday over to God. We're just going to begin to pray. And so we made them shut all the devices down for the first few minutes as we travel and just, just sought God and said, God, what do you have for our family? God, what do you have over us this year? And, and even yesterday, I went for a little hike with Caleb, and I said, okay, what's God been speaking to you? And as he began, you know, he's 12, and he just begins to tell me about the things God's putting on his heart. 
Great plans start in prayer. See, when, you have, when you're intimate before God and you expose you know, all the motives and all the agenda and you can, he can like begin to speak right to the heart, men of Issachar, they started in an atmosphere of prayer and seeking God's face. This is a great verse. If you want to memorize scripture, this is a good one to get memorized. It's Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6. It says this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. Trust in God with all your heart, and he's going to take you on a great path. The men of Issachar, they said, hey, we understand the ways, and we're going we're gonna to go with what we ought to go. Begin in prayer, number one. If you want to have good plans this year, start in prayer. This week, I met with this young leader, and I was doing some coaching, and he said to me, you know, he, was, he had this great kind of crazy plan, and I said, oh, yeah. I said, well, have you prayed about it? And he said, no, not really. And I said, why not? He said, oh, because I think God would tell me not to. <laughs> and I was like, and as he said it, then he was like, ding, it just kind of went on, you know? And he's like, oh, yeah, that's probably a bad decision, eh? And I'm like, mm. Sometimes we know what God's going to speak to us, and so we're like, la, 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 What would happen if this year you brought and said, God, what do you want for my family? God, what do you want for me career-wise? What do you want for me relationship-wise? God, what do you want for me financially? God, what do you want for me over my health? God, what do you want for me as far as your will and me working it through in my life? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. He'll make your path straight. Pray, number one. Secondly, is we gotta listen. I love this story that the men of Issachar, they didn't just, they didn't just leave it in prayer, but then they began to get the pulse of what was going on. They began to hear what was going on in the community around them. They began to listen to what was going on. It said that they were men of understanding. That word benaya, that, that, that strategic planning of being able to kind of see what was going on, get the pulse of it, and then knowing what they should do. Who are you listening to in your life? Are you kind of making decisions in a vacuum? Are you, are you, or do you have the pulse of what's going on? One of the things I bug my staff to do, and they make fun of me a little bit that I'm old-fashioned, but uh, I subscribe to the newspaper here at the church, and I'm like, you need to read the newspaper. If we're going to make decisions as a church, if we're going to lead programs, we've got to know what's going on in our community. And they're like, oh, <laughs> newspaper's so old. I'm like, fine, download it on your iPad. But... The idea of understanding, listening to what's going on, getting the pulse of what's going on. People that make good decisions get a read on what's happening. In your household, do you have a read on what's going on? Are you making decisions independent of the pulse of the household? Have you listened to what's going on? Have you listened to your parents and, and, and thought to yourself, what's going on in their lives? What would be a good decision right now? Or vice versa, have you listened to what's going on in your kids and, and said, oh, what's going on in your workplace? Have you kind of put your ear to the ground and said, okay, what's, what's the pulse of what's going on? What's the decision? The men of Issachar, they had an understanding of what was going on. They were men of understanding. I would love that. Who are you listening to in your life? Who are you tuning in and, and, and getting counsel from? Proverbs 15, 22 says this, plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. They prayed, they listened, and then third, they took action steps. The men of Issachar, they, they, they took steps to make David the king, risky steps. 
Because in fact, they were saying by doing that, that they were, they were shutting down the line of Saul, which, which could ultimately mean their death and their demise. But they took action steps. You know, I've met so many people that have all these great plans, but no steps. A goal without a plan is just a wish, they say. And some of us are living with just wishes rather than, than plans and goals. What's some action steps God's calling you to take this year? What's some like concrete kind of like, okay, make that move. You know, that, that idea that it's hard to steer the parked car. So Lord, what's some steps that you're calling me to like step out in faith this year and trust you and just say, okay, I, I don't have it all figured out, but I'm going to take a step. I always talk about my goals as, I'm cheesy on the acronyms, but MAD goals. Measurable, achievable, dateable goals. So is it measurable? Is there a metric to say whether I'm taking a step or not? Is there some way of, uh, of quantifying, okay, am I actually doing something? Second one, is it achievable? Sometimes we take on these goals that are that, that, they're just beyond us, you know what I mean? And I'm a person about dreaming big. But So say you have a debt this year and you make $50,000 on the year, but your debt is $100,000. Well, it's probably not a realistic goal to say, I'm going to pay off all my debt in one year. Have something achievable and say, okay, this year we're going to, we're going to chunk away 10 grand of that or whatever, you know? Is it measurable? Is it achievable? And then third, is it dateable? Now, I'm someone that um, I work best when there's a deadline. So I'm very rarely late. Well, I'm late to every meeting, but I'm very rarely late on goals. But I'm never, ever early. And sometimes you need that, like, deadline. And I don't know about you, but over my life, I need a deadline. I, I self-impose deadlines over myself all the time because I know I need them. The men of Issachar, they said, this is what we're going to do at Hebron. And they had some action steps to back up what they felt like God was calling them to do. Do you need some action steps over your life? See, I believe a good plan now is better than a perfect plan someday. Sometimes people are waiting till, oh, wait until I get the perfect budget laid out or the perfect plan, and they fail to ever enact anything because they're waiting for the perfect scenario rather than just saying, okay, let me follow through with the good today. Listen, pray, take action steps, and then finally, this morning, have some new challenges. To install David as king was unheard of at this time. Remember his own father had not even thought he was a candidate. Jesse, you know, when they were coming looking for the king, he, he didn't even think of David. He was out tending sheep. The line of Saul, the, the David was the youngest. This culture was bent on the oldest was the successor in the line. The youngest would never get that. Like, that's way unheard of. But at that point, the men of Issachar, they had understanding of their times, and they knew what they needed to do, and they decided to embrace a challenge. Does your 2016, or pardon me, does your 2016 look exactly like your 2015 and then again, like your 2014 and your 2013? Have you been kind of just like going through the same motions and just kind of, you know, hit the repeat button year after year? Or are you embracing the new challenges God has in store for you? Are you saying, okay, I'm not going to maintain status quo this year. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to try something new. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get the understanding from God. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get an idea 
and a plan and I'm going to take some steps and I'm going to embrace the challenges God has in front of me? It's easy to get comfortable. But when we embrace what God has for us, over my life, there's a couple of things every year I, I X out some things that I was going to do. And then I add some new things in every year. And sometimes it's hard to X those out, but it's important to kind of do that. It's priority setting, really. Say, I'm going to stop doing this this year. Even though I love it sometimes, I'm going to stop that so that I can, you know, sometimes the good robs us of the great. What's God calling you to? What's some challenges God has in store for you? Listen to what Lamentation says. In Lamentation 3, 22 to 24, it says, The steadfast love of the Lord, it never ceases. His mercies, they never come to an end. They're new every morning. Great is your faithfulness, O God. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I'll hope in him. It ties this idea of newness and freshness that God has in store for us along with his faithfulness. And this year, I believe God will call you to some new things but in the midst of that, he wants to remind you, hey, I'm faithful. I'm your portion. You can trust me. Hey, you're going to have some new challenges this year. There's, it's going to be new every morning. But I'm a faithful God, and you can trust in me. I want our church to be like the men of Issachar, to be a people that we get an understanding of what's going on, and then we know what we ought to do. And then we have the courage to live it out. This year in 2017, what's God calling you to? See, the book of James says in James 4:17, it says, so anyone who knows the right path which they ought to go on and fails to do it, for him it is sin. Pretty heavy. You know, if God speaks to you and says, hey, this is the plan I'd have for you, and you say, uh-uh, that's too hard. I don't want to do that. It says you're actually walking in sin. And God doesn't ever bless sin. So what are you called to this year? Maybe you're feeling a little stuck. Maybe you've had a desire the last couple of years, but you haven't really set the direction. And this year, in order to get to the destination, God says, I want you to have the desire, but I want you to set the direction so that you can get to the destination I have in store for you. I want you to get to the spot that I have in store for your life. Men of Issachar, they knew what they ought to do. They had an understanding of the times. And they knew what they ought to do. Can we pray? Mighty God, we just come before you this morning. God, I pray that we would... Uh, embrace your God-given plan over our lives for 2017. God, that we wouldn't be just satisfied with status quo. We wouldn't be satisfied with just getting by. But God, we would embrace, God, a new level of trust in you. God, we would embrace, God, you leading and guiding us step by step. Lord, That as Galatians says, we'd be in step with your spirit, God, for what you would have for us this year. Like the men of Issachar, God, we would have an understanding of the times and we would know what we ought to do. God, I pray over us individually, over our households, over our relationships, over our careers, God. Lord, that we'd have an understanding of the times and we'd know what we ought to do. 
just with heads bowed in this place, just uh, before the Lord. If you're in the house and you say, Jay, I'm, I'm kind of feeling stuck. Like maybe you've been spinning your wheels for the last little bit, or maybe you just, ha- you, need, you need to take that action step. Just with heads bowed and eyes closed, if you're here and you say, yeah, this year I got to get a hold of the God-given plan over my life. I want to be like that man of Issachar. Toss her in a new day. Just with heads bowed and eyes closed, if that's you in the house, just kind of look up and say, yeah, that's me. Yeah, you need to put your head right back down. Lots of us in the house this morning. God, you see these ones. Lord, I just pray over our lives that we would have the courage and the obedience to follow your best for us. Lord, help us this year, God, to embrace the God-given plan over our lives. Lord, I say thank you that your plans are best. I say thank you that your plans, God, lead us to a place of establishment. So Lord, help us to be diligent and courageous. Lord, to pray and seek your face, to listen to the times and to listen to what's going on, to take those action steps and to embrace the new challenges in your name. Amen. Just as you go this morning, a little take home. I put them on the back table over there. They're just our little planners. We gave some out last week. But if you want to have a plan this year, it's a great way to start as a planner. And uh, just to begin to, I use these over my life. Just There's scripture that you can read for each day, but I do them as just kind of a prayer journal. And then I, and then I put things, when God puts them on my heart, I just begin to write them in there. And it's amazing how when you begin to write down the things God puts on your heart, sometimes he'll hold you accountable to it, but also you'll see opportunity open doors uh, towards that end. And so I want to encourage you, grab one of those on your way out if you'd like. And um, we also uh, just going to open up maybe uh, a few of our prayer leaders wouldn't mind being across the front, but we're just going to encourage you and have an, if you'd like prayer this morning, just over uh, the plans God would have for your life for next year. We'd love to pray with you. Thanks for being with us. Have a blessed week. Go in the grace, the strength. God will just, like that spirit of the men of Issachar would be upon you this week as you go. To have an understanding of what you need to do and then the fortitude to go ahead and do it. Be blessed as you go. Thanks for listening in to this week's message. Be sure to follow us on all social media to stay updated with everything Community Church. Also check us out at www.communitychurch.ca.